Welcome to Your Life After High School, the show that helps first-generation, middle school, high school students and parents prepare for upcoming college and career decisions. I'm your host, Rick Palo. Think of me as your personal, private, online college and career counselor. Getting prepared for college can get a little funky sometimes. So let me help you plan your life after high school. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Your Life After High School, the show that helps you find your career path with a minimum of student debt. On our last episode, we briefly talked about finding your mission in life. And a few of the uh, solutions were to follow your passions and also follow things that uh, social injustices that make you angry to find uh, leads in those areas to learn where your mission in life lies. But how do you find those things? Well, that's where volunteercrowd.com comes in. Volunteer Crowd is a unique website which helps you find volunteering sites as a middle school student or a high school student. You can do it locally, or you can also volunteer remotely through apps like Zoom. And today, we have the privilege to talk to the chief executive officer and founder of volunteercrowd.com, Amy Von Kanel. Amy, welcome to the show. Thank you, Rick. Thank you for that wonderful introduction. I'm not sure how to top that. <laughs> oh, you're going to do wonderful. You're going to do wonderful. Welcome to the show. It's like, uh, it's so awesome that you're here because Volunteer Crowd, I'm a big believer in Volunteer Crowd uh, because it's so thorough and allows the kids to use Zoom-based uh, interning. And half the battle of getting internship hours to check out your career interests is just knowing where to look. And that is a volunteer crowd is a big asset in that regard. That was our goal. So my background is I started um, in the ed tech uh, sector and um, also worked for a national teen volunteer organization, which was club based. So think junior achievement, but the focus is on volunteering. And I saw all of the wonderful things that happened as a result of students volunteering. They really came into their own. They were exposed to things that they would have never otherwise have been exposed to. Um, the group dynamics were wonderful. And I saw some areas where the club solution, it solved, it did a lot for the students, but there were other things that the individual students needed. So a lot of students have very specific interests in school. Um, they've got their favorite subjects and they have aspirations to go into a specific college major. And it was hard for students to find volunteer opportunities that were individualized. So while we work with clubs and schools, our focus is really on helping the student find that one incredibly meaningful and personal volunteer opportunity that helps them, um, that really feeds their curiosity and it helps expand their interests and helps them grow and learn new skills as a person. Absolutely. Like on the website, there are several different well, I call them channels, but they're different areas where you can volunteer, where your personal interests are. Um, it's very thorough. It's very thorough. Um, how um, how difficult is it to uh, arrange all these different nonprofits and things like that so the kids can take advantage of them? Well, coming from the nonprofit arena, I pretty much knew the space. But now that we've been um, we've been up and running for about a year and a half. We've developed a lot of relationships with nonprofits. And so whenever a student volunteers, 
we alert the nonprofit that a student is interested. We don't give up the privacy of the student, but we give them a heads up. Hey, um, you're probably going to hear from this student. In that email, we also ask if they have other opportunities for students. So they've come to know us. And now it's more of a self-sustaining environment where we're reaching out to nonprofits all the time and they're reaching back out to us. And we've really become um, the flywheel where we connect students with nonprofits because it's not only difficult for non for students to find volunteer opportunities, but there are 1.6 million nonprofits in the U.S. and 90% of them rely on volunteers to operate. And they're constantly looking for dedicated volunteers that really have an interest in their mission and their cause. So we love being the matchmakers in that way. And it's really uh, the nonprofits, because of their great need, this is really an opportunity for uh, kids in middle school and high school to get involved with these organizations and get their hands dirty at a very young age and really gain some real valuable skills. That's the goal. And we recognize that students volunteer for a lot of reasons. So for example, you might be volunteering because you have a middle school service project. It's part of your social sciences class, or you might be an ASB, or you might be a national society of high school scholar student or national honor society student. And so you may need more of a group based project. So we allow you on volunteer crowd to not only look at volunteering within an area that you're interested in. So let's say I'm interested in STEM or in healthcare, but we also allow you to filter by group-based projects. So if I'm really focused on maybe um, getting into a pre-med high school or college major, and I want to volunteer with my group and lead that project then you can look for group or club volunteering in healthcare. Um, You might also be interested in individual volunteering, like an internship. So if your focus is environmental science, you can look for a long-term internship. And so we really try to make it very specific to what the students' needs are, recognizing that there's a whole range of needs. Absolutely. Amy, is there a difference between volunteering and an internship using Volunteer Crowd? That's a great question because internship is used in so many different contexts. So in our case, we focus on volunteering internships for nonprofits. So I can give you an example. We had a uh, STEM virtual event where we invited uh, the volunteer coordinator from STEM E and the Tiger Woods Foundation eLearning Lab. And they were looking for spring interns for um, mentoring underserved students in coding and math and engineering, and all of it was online. So that's an example of a volunteer internship where it's not just a one-day or multi-day event. It's a long-term commitment, like um, several months or maybe even a year. And we we specify that in each volunteer project. Um, We say it's um, eight hours per month uh, for an entire year for you to, uh, for the volunteer organization to uh, sign off on your internship hours. Eight hours per month. So that's like two two hours a week. That's not too much. That's it's not reasonable. too much. It's not too much. And now what we're doing is because of what's going on with COVID-19, um, back in at the end of 2019 and early 2020, we were really becoming very popular for uh, in hospital internships, not only for high school students, but we also serve the college market, um, especially a lot of those pre-med students. 
And as you can guess, that came to just an abrupt halt in the late February, early March timeframe. And so you've got all of these students who are required in their programs to get internship hours um, with a healthcare organization. So we've expanded that. And here's a little bit of a teaser. We're going to be offering virtual shadowing internships. And if you're familiar with the term shadowing, um, you follow a doctor around to learn, maybe sometimes take notes. Um, and just a lot of very interesting um, and creative ways for pre-med students to get that experience and to fulfill their internship requirements. Some of them are for nonprofits and some of those are for um, for profits. So we're expanding to meet the needs of students. Oh, that, that's amazing, too, because telemedicine in itself is taking off and so is these new technologies as far as getting your internship hours. Uh, you know, a question that I have is that um, this show, it's for middle school kids, it's for high school kids, as well as first gen kids. Um, w- would you recommend that a middle school student, let's say in eighth grade, use volunteer crowd in a different way than, let's say, a high school student in, let's say, their sophomore year? Absolutely. And that's going to happen um, organically anyway. And the reason is, is most middle school students might have a range of interests. And because it's often the first time they're uh, introduced to volunteering, they don't have a sense of what that experience will be until they actually go through it. It's human nature, right? And so what we try to do is encourage middle school students to try all sorts of different types of volunteering because something will stick. They'll either like the topic or they might like some aspect of volunteering. Like Some kids really love working in the outdoors. Um, that's that's where they feel comfortable. That's where they feel energized. Other students may like to work with the public. That's where they get their energy and interacting. Um, and then you can drill down from there. Some students may want to work with children. They may want to work with senior citizens, or they may want to work with a category of individuals um, on a specific topic, like retraining um, senior citizens to learn different types of technology so that they can stay connected with their family. Absolutely. And Amy, if you could say to our, our students who are listening to this show, why is volunteering important in the first place? So many reasons, but I, I'll, I'll drill it down to why it's important for the student. Uh, because I've seen so many students. I've got three kids, and one is through college, one is just entering college, and another one is in high school. And so I've seen a range of kids, not only my kids and also their friends, that if you don't get out there and kind of sample life and participate in life, not as a consumer. Um, and what I mean by that is, sure, you can go to summer camps, you can do, um, you can do summers, summer training and coding classes. But if you don't participate as a producer, where you're actually taking what you learn, and using it to solve problems, and to make a difference in the world, you're not really going to have a good sense of what it is that you like and don't like, you don't have to figure out what you want to do in high school, even in college. But you should start forming opinions. And volunteering is one of the best training grounds to form those opinions because you can maybe you want to work in a hospital. This is a real story. Student wanted to be a nurse. She worked in a hospital as a candy striper or an intern. The smell of the hospital made her nauseated. Thank goodness she found that out when she was in high school. Can you imagine if 
they had paid for medical school and she had stepped into a hospital after all those years. Um, some students have gone through years of coding just to realize they don't like to code. So if you can practice what you're learning and you can figure out if it's something that you actually want to make an investment in while you're helping the community, I mean, there's no other way to define win-win. Absolutely. It's just as important to know what you don't like as well as what you do like. You can get just as much feedback. And like you said, it's better to do that before you've invested all this time and money into it. And I'll, I'll approach that from another standpoint. So that's what's in it for the student. And we, we talked a little bit about what's in it for the community. Mm-hmm. And right now we are in such incredible times with the pandemic. There's such a, there's such a cloud of isolation um, and fatigue over what's going on. And volunteering is empowering. When you're volunteering, you're actually taking something, a problem, and you're fixing it. And in that moment, you realize you can. And you're participating and helping somebody who needs that support. And so they realize that they can get that help and that there's somebody who's interested in helping solve a problem with them, not for them, but with them. And so it really opens up a world, not only to um, new areas of interest and knowledge, but it opens up connections to the community, to community members, and also to problems that can be solved and are solvable. Um, It shows you how to take initiative and the magic that happens when you do. Absolutely. Now, Amy, uh, a lot of kids in middle school and high school, they're on social media. Um, How important is it for a student to really manage what they post online? Well, I think over the years, the focus has been on what not to do online. And yes, it's important to have those conversations. We have them all the time in our house. Um, What we want to focus on, we just launched a leadership program. And part of that is social media outreach, how to get positive attention for something that matters to you. So how do you take your feelings about a specific cause? How do you take your thoughts about a certain cause? How do you take your interests and your wishes for something that you want to change in the world and express yourself in a positive way? So we're actually teaching kids how to use um, social media to um, advocate for something they care about. And before we do that, we teach them how to self-advocate. We teach them how to say, you know, people tell me I'm really good in math. And so I should do something in STEM, but you know what? I love art. So we teach them to express their interests and then we help them find something that's interesting to them. Um, Because if you're not interested, it's going to be a really, it's going to be the shortest volunteering project ever. (laughs) And our goal is to get students involved in volunteering long-term and um, really make a lifelong commitment to uh, giving back and also developing their skills through volunteering and helping their community. Oh, absolutely. So Amy, how, uh, how does a student go about using volunteer crowd if they want to start using the platform? Well, that is another area where we've really focused. Um, one of the things that I recognized when I worked, um, um, when I was in the club sector is before you could ever look at a volunteer opportunity, um, you had to make a commitment. So what we've done is we've put our volunteer opportunities out. And so you can go to the website or you can download the Volunteer Crowd Student app in um, the App Store. So we're iOS-based right now. Um, the website is volunteercrowd.com. 
and you simply sign up. And then you can start searching for volunteer opportunities. And we give a seven-day free trial, and you can look at all of the volunteer opportunities, um, whether it's a STEM volunteer internship, which is one of our premium volunteer opportunities. Uh, we've got some premium virtual volunteer opportunities. But then our commitment to students is that we'll always have a range of volunteer opportunities that anyone can get with a free membership. Um, and so if you want to make a, a long-term commitment to volunteering, which could be a quarter or a year, it's not years, um, all you do is you sign up for either our impact member program, which allows you access to all of our volunteer opportunities year round. Um, you can participate in our leadership program so you can get the training and you can get a leadership badge to put on your social media um, profile page like LinkedIn. Um, or if you want, if you're building a verified volunteer transcript, you can join the College and Career Advantage program, and then we'll verify all of your hours. We'll qualify you for the President's Volunteer Service Award. Um, we're even going back and verifying 2020 hours right now. Um, and when we verify, we'll ask for recommendations um, from the nonprofits that you serve, so you'll get character strength endorsements. So um, you can you can subscribe through the website, you can subscribe through the app. But we've really removed a lot of the barriers to volunteering. We make it easy to find the volunteer opportunities, request them online or through the app, track your hours in the app. So when you request a volunteer opportunity, it's waiting for you to track the hours, saves you a lot of time of looking things up. We automatically verify it, and then we, you build your portfolio real time. Well, th those are some really like killer features that really offer a lot of benefits for students. And it sounds like most of those are on the college and career advantage plan. Yes. So if you want the verification services, it's in the college and career advantage plan. That's $99 a year. And it's about what you would pay to join a club. Um, and we do work with students all the time who are in clubs and you might be asking, well, why would we do that if they're already working for working with a club? And one of the needs that we've found that students have is Maybe they're volunteering for assist teams or key club or national charity league. Um, and maybe they're volunteering for the national honor society or the national society of high school scholars or ASB. All of those organizations keep separate records and those records are really administrative solutions for the club. We're really about building that transcript for the student because we would never imagine a student um, sending half of their, um, academic transcript or part of a test, um, a standardized test score to a college. So we pull together all of their hours. Um, and so uh, students are able to participate in all the volunteering they're doing through school or clubs and focus on their individual uh, service learning development. That's amazing. So they can actually print the transcript from Volunteer Crowd, turn it into their faculty advisor at their high school or their school and they can also use these things, um, the, the same transcript for their college applications and their uh, scholarship applications. That's, that's amazing and saves a ton of time for the student. We hope so. And yes, so the, we use Parchment, which is the service that most schools and the SAT or the College Board and ACT use to send all of the records to colleges when students apply for college. And Amy, is the user experience the same across all platforms, like the the iOS and then the website? Is it a, is it like kind of a similar experience from the mobile to the desktop? 
On the desktop, you can find and request volunteer opportunities, but really we designed um, Volunteer Crowd for how students are living their lives today, and that is on their phone. It's always in their hand, so they can volunteer. Um, when they're done volunteering, they just take a few seconds to add their hours, and we did that for convenience. We're also adding in a lot of the features that students use day-to-day -to, -day to manage uh, their school and their um, extracurricular activities. And we're putting in notifications. We've got uh, dashboards and, and uh, leaderboards are coming in the second quarter. So that's why we focus really on the app. Um, we, we have looked at offering some of the same features on the website. And we're also speaking with different schools about building an administrative dashboard. So we'll go where the needs are. Okay, absolutely. And, and uh, sharing features as well, because can students share their volunteer opportunities like with their friends uh, to kind of spread the word? Well, does it work kind of like that as well? Yes, we made it really easy for them to get the word out about a project that they like. So once you drill down to the project you like, so maybe you're interested in helping animals and you want um, an event. So uh, perhaps there's a, a, a fair for a rescue dog association. You can just hit the share button on that project and easily send it out, um, post it on Facebook, uh, text message, or email. And you can also just within the app, invite your friends. That's really awesome. You can really leverage uh, your activity with that program. That's awesome. The more volunteers, the better from our standpoint. <laughs> Now, uh, Amy, you talked briefly about uh, the College and Career Advantage Plan, the Character Strengths Endorsement. Uh, could you dig a little deeper into that? Like, what exactly is that? I'm glad you asked. And this is a feature that really only Volunteer Crowd is offering in the arena of hours verification. So we have to back up a little bit and, and look at some of the history over the last two years. Um, there, the SAT and ACT has always um, been debated as being an imperfect solution to trying to convey information about the student. But it was perfectly understood what students needed to do. Um, then along comes the college admission scandal. And colleges were, college admissions were really jolted into understanding that, hey, we know that this is problematic, and we really need to have a different focus area. And we need to be able to verify that when a student says that they've done something, that that's something that's reliable information. So first of all, um, in the hours, when we verify the hours, we want to add to that and add a little bit more context uh, for that student. And then we spoke to employers, we did research, and we talked about what types of uh, soft skills or character strengths that students want to see and um, that colleges and employers want to see. And we drilled that down to nine different character strengths. And so when a student, uh, when we submit the hours for verification, we ask, how, you know, how would you, would you endorse the student's work ethic? Do you regard them as a leader? Um, are they collaborative? Um, do they, uh, are they a good problem solver? And Everyone is good at those things to some extent. The real question is, where, where do you really shine? Where are some of your dominant strengths? And so the magic here is that um, college admissions officers and also employers can start to see the student's 
uh, character strengths through the eyes of those that they're supporting. And what's also wonderful is that the student starts to get that feedback about where they really shine as well. And that's a great confidence booster. And that's actually a really unique and powerful tool because from a college and career advisor perspective, the only tools that like I might have at my disposal would be maybe like a Cooter interest inventory, maybe like a Myers-Briggs, but that it doesn't give that added dimension of feedback from actually doing those things. So it sounds like that you guys have, Volunteer Crowd has really created like a brand new diagnostic tool that is beneficial to the student as well as the advisor. Yes, and we're just getting started. We work with organizations like Character Collaborative, and they're doing some incredible things working with uh, the VP of the um, college admissions deans and really talking and developing training materials about how to evaluate character strengths. So we're working, um, we're listening and watching and learning and trying to align what we're doing with what is going on in college admissions because we want to make sure that once that college, um, that service transcript arrives um, with the student's college application, that it's digestible and it's meaningful and it's actionable. And most of all, it's reliable. Yeah, that's so important, the reliability part. Uh, Amy, on your website, you have, you, you have a, a page dedicated to the Presidential uh, Volunteer Service Award. Uh, what would the benefit from a student's perspective to go for an award like that? What would the benefit to them be and how can Volunteer Crowd make it easier for them to get an award like that? So it's a very popular award because it's one of the national service awards. A lot of regional organizations or clubs have their own service award, but this is something that's nationally recognized. So when a college admissions officer sees this or when an employer sees this, Um, there's a pretty good understanding of what the student had to do and the amount of dedication they had to um, display to get that award. So what we, and it also shows fidelity to, um, and and perseverance as far as uh, volunteering for your community. And it shows it over a sustained period of time. So what we do is we, when we verify ours, we automatically qualify these students for the President's Volunteer Service Award. Um, that's baked into our app. Uh, based on the student's birthday, we calculate what awards they've qualified for. And so that automatically goes on the student's transcript that they're building over um, the lifetime of uh, when they're in middle school, high school, and college. Because you can, no, not a lot of people know this, but you can start earning the award when you're five years old and in kindergarten. Um, and so, the sig- wow! I didn't know that. That's amazing. <laughs> I didn't either until I looked it up. Yes. So um, we show year after year um, how the students qualifying, and there's are different uh, hours requirements depending on your age. So I think when you're five years old, it's something like 25 hours, um, and then when you're <laughs> um, when you're a teen or an early adult, it's the qualifying number of hours is 250. So it really shows a lot of dedication on the part of the volunteer. And so it's just one piece of the story that we offer about that student's impact. And we put it in the context of everything else that we're doing. How much time did they dedicate to specific causes over the years? How much time did they dedicate to their top organizations? What type of projects were they involved in? Were they internships? Were they donation drives? Because it takes a lot of leadership skills to do um, multiple donation drives. You really have to rally and excite people 
Um, did they do campaigns like safe, safe social distancing or get out the vote or don't text and drive? Um, and then we show the awards on top of that, as well as the leadership award um, for a volunteer crowd that we just rolled out and introduced in January. And students are signing up for that right now. Oh, that's awesome. So hear that, hear that listeners. And if you're a middle school kid or just starting out your high school, uh, high school voyage, get started on your volunteering hours and you can go for this presidential award because it will help you with your college applications and you might get some additional scholarship money from that. So that's a, that is an amazing, amazing tool that volunteer crowd offers you. And I'm glad you mentioned the S word there, scholarships. (laughs) Scholarships. The magic word. Yes. Everybody wants to know. The magic word. So we're really watching with great interest to see, well, if colleges are focused on holistic admissions, which means looking at the academic or the cognitive strengths, as well as the non-cognitive strengths, how are they going to recognize exemplary achievement? And so there are already a lot of community service scholarships out there. And a few times a year, we'll send out notifications to students, letting them know what community service scholarship deadlines are coming up. And so they can use their service transcript that they build in Volunteer Crowd to apply for those. Um, and we want to make sure that the, that students um, that are members of Volunteer Crowd, that we're really opening up new opportunities to save money on college and really have that time that they've dedicated to supporting their community and growing their schools really pay off for them in a number of ways, whether it's getting into the college you want, or it's getting that first internship, or even um, your first part-time job, or a scholarship. So there's not just one use for your transcript. There's multiple uses. Absolutely. And then, you know, some some kids take a gap year between college and high school. And, um, you know, if you're pursuing your volunteering that way. Uh, well, if you get enough volunteering hours, Amy and I, we, we kind of briefly talked about this in our pre-interview. Uh, if you get enough hours over the course of your high school career, you know, you actually have real tangible skills you can use. So it's not just something to put down in a piece of paper. This, you can use Volunteer Crowd to actually learn skills that will change your life. Yes. And marketable skills. That's really the key. Um, in fact, I was speaking to a, a school counselor I believe it was in Indiana, and we're always out speaking to uh, the educators and asking, how can we help your students volunteer more easily? Because we're a social enterprise, so we have that mission um, of removing the barriers to volunteering. And she said, you know what? Our students are being taught technical skills because they're really going to need to use technology in whatever field they go into. It doesn't matter if you're building um, infrastructure you're going to need to be able to use software to um, read or amend blueprints. And so she said, we have a relationship with Microsoft. Are there any volunteer opportunities where they can work with some of the technology? And I said, yes, absolutely all the time, especially with um, the pandemic. A lot of nonprofits have transitioned from um, doing outreach physically in the public, like uh, community fairs and going into schools and going into community-based organizations to um, getting the word out about their services and doing the outreach for their services and programs online. So students have helped set up Zoom. They've helped um, set up Microsoft Teams. They've helped um, work with the Google platform. They've created digital assets. They've managed social media. Um, 
so yes, we um, are really trying to stay close to um, some of the, the tools that they'll need and um, make sure that we're highlighting when our students are using that and encouraging them to take that time, volunteer their tr- time to learning a new skill like Microsoft Teams or Salesforce for nonprofits or uh, Google Analytics or Google AdWords. And there's a ton of adults out there who need help with these technologies as well. And um, If you learn that on Volunteer Crowd working with nonprofits, you could also help like your family members probably that really need it as well. Absolutely. Let's teach each other. Uh, Amy, is it better for a student to stay local when looking for volunteer opportunities or should they think big and maybe looking outside of their, their hometown because they can use technologies like Zoom or Google Meet or um, Microsoft Teams uh, to, to reach out? What, what, what do you think about that? I think that the first thing is to identify what the student is interested in. And so if there is a local opportunity and it's safe, which right now it's not, but let's kind of fast forward a year from now. Um, A year from now, if a student who's interested in coding wants to go into a um, a STEM learning lab and teach younger students to code, and that opportunity is available, great. But I work with a lot of educators and students and parents who are in rural areas where they might not have that opportunities. And I think one of the silver linings that have come out of how we've coped with the pandemic, and that is switching to the online world, is that now I can place some of those students who don't have local opportunities into um, opportunities that are across the country, and it's an exact fit for what they want to do. So we can focus on putting students in marketing opportunities. If they're in Michigan in a rural area and they want to help Um, a company in San Diego um, with their social media about drug prevention, they can do that. Um, If they want to help an organization in Santa Clara that focuses on eating disorders, but they're located in Oklahoma, they can do that. So we've really, I set out to remove the barriers to volunteering and um, we really did that in a way that we hadn't anticipated. So I'm I'm glad that that opportunity presented itself and that we were in a position to take advantage of it and pass that along to students. That's awesome. So follow your interests and use the internet for leverage. That is really good advice. Um, You know, what if a student had multiple interest areas? Um, Do you suggest doing multiple different volunteering opportunities to check out those, their options? Yes, because you'll never know when you'll need multiple skills in one job. So, for example, if you're interested in um, the medical field, well, you will deal with patients. So one of the first things that we would recommend is go out where you're working with people and go out and work with people who are going through something right now. So work when it's safe, of course. Work in a food bank because those Individuals are dealing with food insecurity, which presents um, a whole range of issues. And so you're going to encounter people who um, are going through a difficult time and helping and learning to help somebody who is going through some difficulties is perfect training for working in an emergency room someday. And so we really 
think you really encourage students to think broadly about what they want to do and really focus on all aspects of training for that future role. Yeah, that's a good point uh, because you never know where your journey is going to end. You start in a particular area and through contacts you meet and experiences you have, sometimes uh, you can end up in a place that's you didn't anticipate, but is better than what you had originally planned. Um, yeah, because volunteer crowd can really, really help you uh, weed out um, your different opportunities. Right. It's just as good to eliminate um, a possible career or college path as it is to confirm it. And it's an incredible um, good use of your time to say, you know, I really thought I wanted to do this and now I don't. And, but I do, I have stumbled onto something else that's really got me curious. I think I want to explore that. Now, Amy, you said you've, you've managed a, uh, a nonprofit organization in the past. Um, have you ever hired any of your, as a nonprofit organizer, uh, do nonprofits uh, hire their volunteers or is it just a good uh, experience to maybe go on to another area? I've met so many people who have volunteered their way into a job. And so I had an intern um, where I used to work. And when I needed help with a project, uh, we went through the National Science Foundation's i program where we went out and we interviewed parents and students about what they needed with volunteering. And we used that to develop the features in our app. He was the first person I called because he, he um, volunteered to be an intern when I was working in the nonprofit uh, volunteer uh, club. And so I knew he was interested and familiar with the subject matter. I also had an opportunity to observe that he was a very good speaker. He was very good with people and um, he knew his way around technology. So I knew that the training time would be minimal and I knew that we, that he would be really productive and really good. And he was, and I'd hire him again if I had a project. He's in. Uh, he's going through college right now, so I imagine I'll be reaching out to him a lot over the next few years when I have these projects. Uh, Amy, I'm on Volunteer Crowd right now, and I'm just amazed. But because you, you can do your search. You put in your zip code, uh, kids. If you're listening to that, when you guys are listening to this, you can actually pick your causes. You have animals, arts and culture, community, disaster relief, education, elderly. If you want to help the elderly environmental causes, health, homelessness, hunger, international, LGBTQ, mental health, military, refugee, religion, special needs, sports, STEM, youth. I mean, it's all here. Everything is here. That's just amazing. Like Jacksonville is a big military town and uh, uh, there are volunteer opportunities through the military. That's pretty amazing. And I'm always amazed at how how creative and how different and unique the volunteer opportunities are. Um, and our volunteers sometimes introduce us to opportunities. Um, when they add their hours, I'll see a great nonprofit. And I'll think, wow, that student had an amazing experience. I want to open this up to others. Um, one of my favorite examples is uh, Gigi's Playhouse. And mm -hmm. um, that's an opportunity for students to tutor student other students. But some of the students they tutor are developmentally delayed. And so, I mean, just what an incredible um, niche and area to focus. So can you imagine if you want to be a teacher for students who um, 
have uh, special needs in learning. I mean, what what a, you couldn't ask for a more perfect volunteer opportunity to figure out if that's your career path. And so it's the uniqueness of everything. Uh, we have a great um, organization here in Southern California. Um, they're one of my favorites. I've gotten to know them over the years. And they help students um, get their bikes repaired. They'll pop open a tent in a park and they'll tell students to bring their flat tires, their broken chains, and their brakes that aren't quite working. And they'll fit the students with helmets that were donated and they'll get those bikes cleaned up. And then they'll teach bike safety. And what they've done is they've given a student in an underserved uh, community the opportunity to have some freedom and to have some freedom in a safe way. And they also teach the students how to repair their own bikes. So I love just the ingenuity of volunteering. And I love the grassroots nature because it shows, these nonprofits show students that if you have an idea about how to solve a problem, you can do it. There are a few barriers. That's a good point because if a lot of people, um, especially young people and some older people too, they they often hold back in their ideas because they say, oh, I don't have enough experience. But the flip side to that is if you wait till you have experience, it's going to be maybe too late or the opportunity will have passed you by. Uh, so it's. Do you think it's better just to dive in with your feet and learn while you go? Absolutely. And especially Generation Z, they have so much more experience than they're probably in a position to appreciate. Uh, But the minute they step into a nonprofit and they see a lot of technology that could be used in ways that they're using it every day in their life, whether it's for communication or managing their classes on on the Google platform um, or using Zoom, maybe a new feature in Zoom like a poll or something, um, they'll realize just how much they have to give. And we hear those stories over and over about how students come in to help with maybe a small aspect. Just help me get my Zoom um, program set up. And all of a sudden, they're adding um, banners. They're creating registration pages. They're creating automated emails. They're creating recordings. And they're distributing those recordings. I mean, students do that every day. It's not a big deal to them. Yeah, that's amazing. The technology available to allow that to happen is so great. And, you know, the... uh, when uh, I was younger, they're, they're the gatekeepers getting into a, uh, an idea or starting a nonprofit or just even finding a job were pretty prestigious. I mean, prodigious, you had to get by the gatekeepers. But now with this technology, it's so wide open now. If you've got an idea, you know, you can get people to rally to your cause relatively quickly. It's kind of quite amazing. Yes, there really are no limits at this point in time. And we're really trying to help students um, uh, hone those skills through our leadership program. And we we actually do social media training. And so they know the correct tags to use, the tone to use, um, how to make sure that they're representing uh, the impact and the mission of the organization, and um, really just getting others involved. Um, part of leadership is advocacy. So we're teaching self-advocacy so that they really try to develop an understanding of what they want. And then advocacy for things that they care about, um, like helping the homeless or food insecurity or helping isolated seniors. And so we're really helping them to find their voice, not only give back, but really convey the magic of um, volunteering and getting others involved as well. Uh, Because 
we are all in it together and no other year has taught us that we're all in it together than the last year. Absolutely. At at Matthew Gilbert Middle School, that's the middle school that I work at in Jacksonville. Uh, One of our, um, one of our school values is leadership. And uh, when I presented to the sixth graders uh, this year in in, in September, I, I wanted them to know at Matthew Gilbert, we think that leadership, everybody can be a leader because you need to identify a problem, come up with a plan, get people to rally to your cause and make it happen. That's all you need. Um, your, your leadership academy sound like really amazing things. Um, how, how do you guys get the kids to identify problems and like how to solve them in like their community or the larger world? So it's a program that we just started Um, So in the first quarter, we're having orientation. In the second quarter, that's where we really focus on self-advocacy. And it's a virtual virtual meeting, and it's full participation. So we have a conversation, and we ask the students to do some pre-work and thinking about things that they're seeing in their community that bothers them and, you know, what they would like to see different. So if you know the problem and you see what you want to have happen, then we help them focus on the in-between. Like, how can you make that happen? So someone might feel really bad that there are students that um, are struggling to keep up with school in the online world. Well, what we'll do is once we know that they're interested in that and that they really want to make a difference, um, we will match them to um, one of our nonprofit partners that focuses on teaching. And the student may be really specific. Well, I want to help kindergartners because... I think it's, I have a brother or sister that's a kindergartner and I see how much they struggle and how hard it is to get them to learn. So that's one of the ways that we work with students and we'll work with them individually and we'll work with them in a group environment. So we, because we don't have all the answers, students tend to learn a lot more from each other than they learn from um, adults as much as we'd like to think that they learn a lot more from us. <laughs> Absolutely. It's always better to get very different perspectives to make it you always make better decisions when you have more input yes yes and so um you know i'm just a mom what do i know so i I really want to bring in some of the great new ideas because i learned so much from the students and um that's one of the best parts of my day is just reading what they're doing when they submit their hours and um i'm in awe i really am could it could a middle school student take part of the leadership academy or is that more of like a, a high school feature well, we we focused on high school, but if a middle school student is interested, you know, we'll, we'll certainly we'll certainly ask, um, we'll certainly consider it, um, and perhaps we'll open up a middle school uh, training platform as well. But certainly, we we would definitely consider it. The types of conversations you have with sixteen year olds and eleven year olds are a little bit different, so we're trying to get peers together. But you know, we're we'll expand from here definitely. Okay, great. Um, so, um, students, can they upgrade their account if they start with a free account? Could they jump to like one of the more advanced levels? Yes. At any time. In fact, in the app, it's really easy. So let's say, um, you sign up with your free trial and, um, in a week or a few weeks later, you realize, oh my gosh, I've got this service project, um, for this, for my AP, um, environmental science class, um, let me see what volunteer crowd has. Just go in the app and you upgrade. Maybe you upgrade to the impact member program and then you can see all of the 
projects. And then you think, yeah, I'm doing a lot of work here. I, I really want my hours tracked and I want to, I want this on my um, service transcript for college. Then within the app, it's just really easy to say, upgrade my account. And Apple takes care of all of the accounting. So they make everyone's life a lot easier. <laughs> That's great. Um, let's say like a, a senior, for instance, had an idea for a local service project. Would they be able to list their project on Volunteer Crowd to help get other volunteers to help the student uh, advance their, their, their plan or their campaign? Yes. Yeah, so if you go to the footer um, it, at Volunteer Crowd, it says find volunteers. That leads to a form mm -hmm. that you can submit. Now, there is one thing that we've encountered with students, um, and that is um, that sometimes I'll submit things, but it isn't aligned for a nonprofit. So I can give you a really good example of how we can help this work with the student on that. So okay. let's say that the student wants to do, um, they want to make care packages for uh, students who are at um, a school in an underserved neighborhood then they would have to list the school. They can't just say, you know, it's my group. Because on Volunteer Crowd, if we track the hours, we have to be able to track it against an organization. So it needs to be a school or a nonprofit. Um, or in some cases, as I mentioned with it, within the healthcare community, we are working with for-profit organizations where the students are doing volunteering to train for maybe a medical degree or something like that. So. Um, we do have a contact page. So if there's a question about it, they could go to our contact page or they could go to our chat and we're really good about getting back to them. Oh, that's great. Yeah. And I'm on it right now. It's, it's a Google form. And uh, uh, how soon would a, a volunteer crowd get back with a student? Um, within a day or two. We, oh, we wow, look at it every great. day. We look at it every day. <laughs> that's awesome. That's really quick. Um, Wow, what a great what a great opportunity! Uh, are there any other kind of like uh, killer features or uh, or uh, upcoming tools that are coming to Volunteer Crowd that can bring value to students? Well, I I would really like to um, encourage students to go to the blog because oftentimes what we find is that students are really encouraged by schools to volunteer, whether it's part of a class, a club, or just for uh, college and career readiness or individual development. And so we really try to support the schools and the students in what they're doing. And one of the ways we go about that is we, we uh, do a number of posts about volunteering. So we're really trying to connect the dots. So if a student wants to track their hours, why should they? We try to make sure that we're letting them know all of, all of the different audiences that will look at those hours. How should they track their hours? What's important to include? Um, if they contact a volunteer organization um, to request one of the projects we listed, then what? Um, and the little things are the big things. So um, this was in the pre-COVID era, but but we encourage students to um, make sure that they greet the volunteer coordinator, shake hands, introduce themselves, which of course we would not encourage right now, but uh, the idea is still the same. Make sure you do a formal introduction. Um, make sure they know who you are, thank them for the opportunity. When you're done, confirm that you've done the job, thank them for the opportunity, remind them that, you know, you'll be reaching out to have your hours verified, ask if you, there's a future opportunity. Um, so we try to teach etiquette and we also try to talk about scholarships. So it's 
not just a platform for volunteering, it's a platform for volunteering and making that something that's valuable in your life and valuable in the lives of others. Amy, um, what social media platforms are you on and should the students, is it the best way to reach volunteer crowd is directly through the the Apple app and the website or uh, are the are your social media channels just as valid way to communicate with volunteer crowd? Well, we um, we're on social media and we're paying attention to those channels as well. And we'll answer students if they have a question, um, if they want to see what's going on and what's new. Um, Social media is a great way to uh, contact us. And um, we encourage all of our students to follow so they don't miss things like our great scholarships that are coming up or some of our leadership training um, or some of the ways that we're working with different partners. Um, if they have a direct question about volunteering, I would encourage them to come to the website and either use chat or contact. Okay, great. Um, do you, uh, my question would be like uh, to see the like videos about scholarship or, or do you have a YouTube channel or would Facebook or Instagram be a way to get that information? We have a YouTube channel and uh, if it's not in our footer, I'll make sure that it is. We're, we're updating our homepage. So, um, but what we do is we post uh, past uh, virtual events. So the one that I mentioned about the STEM volunteer internships, that's on our YouTube channel. We did that in partnership with college advisors and next college student athlete. So we partner up with a number of student uh, focused organizations because we not only work with educators, but we work with the after school and the student associations. And so we want to be a resource for all students and be accessible um, to all of them. Okay, great. And then if an educator is using volunteer crowd, that would be like to manage like all the hours of the club of all the kids in the club. Is that how that would work? Today, we have an offering for students. We've had some educators and club leaders ask us. And so right now we're working with schools to identify what their needs are. And that's a future offering. Uh, the way educators are working with us is we, we find that every week we're posted on students' um, Google Classrooms or Naviance or uh, Canvas, um, Schoology, uh, and also uh, School Loop. So educators, uh, we're really trying to help uh, school counselors and college and career uh, counselors uh, get the word out about volunteer opportunities for their students. So when they sign up, they'll get all of the emails as well. And so they can help uh, pass along those volunteer opportunities to their students. And we just integrated with ClassLink recently. So students can um, request volunteer crowd within Launchpad, which is their environment for ClassLink. Well, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Go to volunteercrowd.com right now and you can join up for free. And if you want those additional uh, features, you can do that. You can also download the app on iOS, Volunteer Crowd and get started today. Thank you, Rick. It's been a wonderful um, opportunity to share the story about Volunteer Crowd, and uh, we'll have to check back with you and let you know what uh, great volunteering engagements came out of this. Absolutely. We'll have to have you on the show again, and definitely, definitely find out all the great stuff on volunteercrowd.com. Thank you, Amy. Thank you, Rick. Take care.